Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Go ahead and grab your seats this afternoon, amen. Praise the Lord. This morning, uh, I want to start with a question. I want you to think about it. I, want you to, I don't want you to shout it out. I don't, I don't want you to, to raise your hand. I, don't, I just want you to think about it in your mind. Amen. Praise the Lord. Question is, what do you want? For Christmas. What do you want? Out of anything in the world, at the place that you're at right now in your life, what would you ask God for Christmas? I read a story of a little boy in church, amen, who was bugging his parents for weeks for a certain watch for Christmas. And finally his dad told him, you know what? If you mention me getting you a watch one more time, you're not going to get nothing. So while one night during dinner, the little boy asked his father, Dad, can I, can I quote a scripture and pray for the meal? And the mom and dad were so surprised by that, they said, yeah, go, go right ahead, son. And so he quoted Mark chapter 13, 37, and it says like this, I say unto you, I already told you before, watch. He thought he'd get one more jab in there, amen. You see, most of the time, if we, we can be really honest within ourselves, in our, during the Christmas season, we are searching. We're searching for the perfect gift. Spouses are looking for that gift for their husband, their wife, their children, uh, whatever it is, that special person, the, the perfect gift. Uh, they're searching for bargains. And they're searching for the right decorations. And sometimes, church, if, if we can be really honest, we get so busy for Christmas that we don't get to enjoy it till maybe Christmas morning, if we can be honest. Right? Right now is the busyness. Everyone's busy. There's troubles. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. And, and can, can, be honest with yourself right now. Are you really feeling the Christmas season right now? Come on. If we can be honest, it doesn't feel like Christmas. It, it, it's because of certain circumstances. We're so busy. We're overwhelmed. We're thinking all kinds of things. and We're thinking about our families. We're thinking about uh, our, our, what we're going to do Christmas Day and everything else. And so we get so occupied uh, with those kind of things that, that it, it, it messes up that we really don't enjoy the time and season that we're in. Can somebody say amen? See, I love Christmas morning because I unwrap my favorite gift every year. A tamal. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Anyone, amen. Hallelujah. You, you bring it, I'll unwrap it. Hallelujah. You see, many people at the very first Christmas miss Christmas because they're so busy looking for other things. The business community missed it. The innkeeper missed it. Even the religious people missed it. They were all looking at other things. And the only people that really enjoyed the very first Christmas over 2,000 years ago were the people that were looking for it. 
In Luke chapter 2, verse 12, the NIV says this, This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Verse 15, if you skip down, says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go to Bethlehem and see. See, they went to Bethlehem to, to see. They went to Bethlehem to, to search, to, to go look, to check out, and they found Jesus. The wise men found Jesus as well because they too were searching. They too were looking for him. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 and 2 says that when the wise men came from the east asking, where is the baby? We have come to worship him. What are you going to find this Christmas? See, the real question is, what are you looking for? Amen. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 says, if you, you will find what you seek. See, Christmas is about finding Christ. Can somebody say amen? Come on, it's about knowing God. That's been our theme all year, amen. That banner has been hanging since January, saying that, you know what? Be still and know that I am God. And that is really the whole thing, amen, is to know God, to know Jesus, to, to know why you and I are here on earth, amen. And we our ultimate question is, amen, uh, that we, it is, we need, we need to know Jesus. See, this Christmas, God wants you to find three gifts. I got three gifts right here. And they're for each one of you. Tell, tell your neighbor, that's mine right there. See, the middle one, you want the middle one? We're going to reveal those gifts to you. And I want to give you three gifts today. And some of them, you may want more than the other. Some of them say that that's what I need right now in my life. Some of them say, you know what? Give me the, all of them. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'll take them all. Come on, there, there's three gifts that God wants to give you. And if you seek for them, listen, you'll find them. You'll find them. Are you ready to look for these gifts? Come on. Tell your neighbor, let's go shopping. Come on. <laughs> Tacos are after. Searching first. Right? Let's look. Let's seek this morning. The first gift that God wants you to find, let's look at this gift. The first gift, of course, you know it's Christmas gift. Hallelujah. The first gift is, what does that say? Forgiveness. Come on, how many are searching for this? Hallelujah. Come on, I don't know about you. How many, how many need some forgiveness in this place? How many need to offer some forgiveness to somebody? Come on, here, here it is, amen. This is one of the gifts that God wants you to do is to find forgiveness, amen. Listen, you will find forgiveness if you seek for it. Listen, some of you need to find this for yourself. Some of you here need to forgive yourself for things that you have done in the past. Some of you need to forgive yourself for the things and the mistakes and the, and the things that we wish we can go back and change, but how many know that we can't? That you need to forgive yourself for that. You're still living with it. You're still be uh, beating your head over it. You're still thinking about, if I, I, I wish I never did that, amen. Some of you guys need to forgive yourself. Can somebody say amen? 
In Luke chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Today, your Savior, somebody say Savior. Come on, your Savior was born in the town of David. He is the Christ, the Lord. See, the key word in this passage of Scripture is highlighted there, and it's Savior. Come on. Today, your Savior was born. A definition of Savior is this. A person who saves someone from danger. Listen, Jesus didn't come to scare you. Jesus didn't come to intimidate us. He didn't come to condemn us, but the Bible says he came to what? Save us. He came to save us. Amen. Come on, John chapter 3, verse 17, NIV says, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Why do we need a Savior? The Bible says that heaven is a perfect place, a place of no more pain, no more problems, no more crying, no more death, no more headaches, amen, no more bills, no one's getting excited, amen, come on, no more backaches, amen, no nothing, hallelujah, it sounds pretty good, right, it's a place that he's preparing for each one of us, but because of that, because heaven is perfect, only perfect people get in. Tell your neighbor, you're not making it. No, no, don't tell Don't tell him that. <laughs> don't tell him that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but I want you to follow me here, amen. I, no perfect people get in there, so if God is, uh, it lets imperfect people get into heaven, then it wouldn't be perfect anymore, right? Just follow me, church. That means you and I really don't have any chance on getting in on our own. That perfection was lost way back in the garden, church. Thank Adam and Eve for that. But God came up with a plan. Tell your neighbor he has a plan. He came up with a plan and knew something. He always, God is always thinking. God is always preparing. And he came up with a plan. And so he, what did he do? He sends us a Savior. Come on. How many are thankful for the Savior? Come on, that's, that's a reason to give a shout. There's a reason why we can be happy today. That alone, amen, even if you're going through a hard time, maybe you're going through a hard season in your life, that alone is said, God, I sent a Savior to help you. He came to give you some hope. He came to give you a bright future. He came to give you a gift, church. He came to forgive you. Come on, somebody. How many want this gift now? Come on, he came to forgive us, amen. He brought forgiveness to our lives, amen. So we get in, listen, on someone else's perfection. And that's the good news this morning, that the good news of Christmas is that a Savior was born unto us. I read a, a Christmas card that said, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. He says, if our greatest need had been technology, he would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, he would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, he would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was forgiveness, and he sent us a Savior. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Unto you, a Savior is born. That means that you and I can be forgiven this morning. Come on, somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, you can be forgiven. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. 
Doesn't matter how you walked in. It doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter what you just did last night. God can forgive you. Come on, you let him into your heart, amen. You accept him, accept him as Lord and Savior. He will forgive you. Come on, somebody. That's the most priceless gift that you can get this Christmas. Listen, a gift of a clear conscience. Hallelujah. Isn't that awesome? That you don't have to, you don't have to think back. You don't have to, you, it's just a clear conscience. You know what? I'm, I'm forgiven. I don't have to worry no more. Come on, somebody. I don't, I'm just going to trust God. How many want just to trust God? See, it's not on sale anywhere else, church. You can't find this lining up at Best Buy on Black Friday. Come on, you can't get this, amen, on Cyber Monday. You can't buy this on Amazon. Listen, church, it can only be found in a Savior by the name of Jesus. Because of Christmas, church, your past, somebody say my past, is forgiven. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Can you think back before you got saved the things that you've done? And aren't you glad you're forgiven now? <laughs> Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. It's dropped. The charges are dropped. Amen. There is no jail time for you. Come on. How many know that we deserve hell? We deserve to go to that place. But God came uh, through a way of a son, uh, sending us a Savior. Amen. That, that we can receive uh, this gift of forgiveness. The Bible says that he throws away everything that you've done in your past as far as the east is from the west. All of us, when we receive this of forgiveness, it means that you get a brand new start. Come on, somebody say yes. Come on, brand new start, a start over. Come on, you ever get in a game, amen, you think you're winning all of a sudden, then you start losing? See, a good thing about a game is you can hit restart <laughs> and just start it all over. You can start working on your score again, amen. But this is what God does, amen. He gives us a restart, amen, through forgiveness. And I don't know about you, but that is some good news. You don't have to look back anymore, amen. You can move forward, listen, in forgiveness. Acts chapter 10, 43, you, uh, century version, says this. All who believe, somebody say believe, in Jesus will be forgiven of their sins through Jesus' name. You receive this only through Christ's church. But you have to believe. Tell your neighbor, you got to believe. Come on, you can't fake it. You got to believe instantly. You got to you got to just trust God. You know when I when I got saved, when I gave my life back to the Lord, I had to believe that he was going to fix my life. I had to believe that that day when I walked in as an alcoholic, drug addict and hit that altar, I had to believe that when I left that altar, I'll never drink or do drugs again. I had to believe that God was going to deliver me and fix me. I had to believe that when I accepted Jesus, God, you're going to do, you're about to do something in my life. I, I, I had to believe that, God, I, when I leave this altar, you're going to take care of everything, God. I, you're going to take away the desires. You're going to take away everything. And I went with that, with that understanding, God, deliver me today and forgive me. 
and I received that. And through that forgiveness, church, he delivered me on the spot. I said, he delivered me on the spot, amen. There was no, uh, there was no, he took away the desires and he gave me his desires. But you got to believe. You got to believe. You you can't second guess this. You can't say, well, I wonder if it's, no, you got to believe it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. Tell your neighbor, it's going to (laughs) work. You got to hold, tell your other neighbor, hold on. I don't care what kind of face she threw at you, she'll forgive you. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Come on. Come on. Spouses, it's okay. Amen. The cara that she threw in the morning will be gone tomorrow. Amen. Or even right now after church. Somebody say, somebody say, I believe. <laughs> Come on, you got to believe, church. Every time we come in and we have, man, I, I believe we're going to be okay after we leave. Hallelujah. That's why I come to church. Amen. I find, I find forgiveness in church. I find this that I need, that we need to forgive one another. Come on. You need to forgive yourself. It's a key word, church, is to forgive. See, you, if you believe, then you can receive. I said, if you believe, then you can receive, and you can receive the gift of forgiveness. But you have to believe. How do you get Christ to save you? Well, you got to admit that you need a Savior. Come on, how many need some saving today? Hallelujah. We need saving. We need a Savior. See, our biggest problem is that we're always trying to save ourselves. Come on, somebody. We're always trying to fix the problems in our lives, thinking, I don't need any help. I don't need a Savior. But you'll find forgiveness by admitting the need of a Savior. Come to Jesus, amen, this Christmas. Accept the gift of forgiveness. Anyone here can find forgiveness if you seek for it. Amen? Let's go to the second gift. You wanted this one, right? This is what you want. Amen? The second gift that God wants to give you this Christmas is peace of mind. So you know what? I'm going to give that to you. Peace of mind. Take your troubles away. You know, right now, the Lord is telling you right now, so don't worry about anything, son. If you give me your life completely, I will give you this. You've been seeking for something to just, man, I just want my mind set right, God. And God's going to give you a peace of mind, brother. God's going to give you peace of mind. Come on, somebody. That that is your gift. Tell your neighbor, I want that too. The good good thing about this is that the gift is for everyone. For everyone in this place, church. Uh, Come on, how many can use a peace of mind? Come on. Come on, I don't know about you, but there's situations, God, I need your peace. God, I I need you to help me in this situation. How many here have been overwhelmed this year? Come on, somebody. Come on, overwhelm, troubles come knocking at your door every single day. You open the door and there goes, there goes, there goes just trouble. I mean, trouble's there, trouble's there. You go to work, there's trouble. There, trouble's everywhere. Man, you open the other back door, you try to escape, and there's problems back there. You open the door and there's problems hitting you. Situations, circumstances, and sometimes all we need is a peace of mind. Psalms 110, 165 says this, 
Those who love your teaching, listen. Those who love the Word of God, those that come to church and receive the Word of God and do the Word of God, those that love your teachings will find true peace. Nothing, nothing, nothing will what? Defeat you. The key, guys, is to have the Word of God inside of you. Come on, if you love God's Word and you keep God's Word, you treasure His Word, church, you will always find true peace. Going through a situation problem, read the Word of God. It'll make you feel better. Come on. Hello. It's true. Read the Word of God. Anywhere you open it, you can read it and God will, will talk to you. And then he'll talk to you on things that you need to let go too. See, we want the good stuff, but we don't want to let go of the stuff that he said. Oh, I got. Oh, I don't want to stop. No. We close our books right away and we start. Oh, I didn't read that. <laughs> Try to erase your mind. Amen. Like forgive everybody <laughs> or love everybody. Oh no, no, no! I love them, but not that one. Come on. We start reading things that we need to do, but but let me tell you, when you start doing God's word, He brings peace. Can somebody say Amen? You got you have the peace. You find peace, in his, and nothing will defeat you. So many times we're defeated, church. Why? Because we don't got God's word inside of us. We're not holding on to the teachings. We're not loving the word of God. Because when you do, you'll find peace every single time, church. And when that's inside of you, then you believe who you are in God, and nothing, listen, will defeat you. Nothing will. Nothing shall prosper against you, church. Because God is for you. Can somebody say amen? See, peace is a word that the world uses a lot, but they really don't really understand the true meaning of it. Our societies don't have an idea what real peace of mind is really all about. The world thinks as long as there's no problems, as long as we can get rid of Trump, we can bring peace. That's what the world thinks. Come on. As long as the boat is not rocking, everything's okay. As long as mama's happy, everybody's happy. <laughs> right? But peace, listen, church. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is the presence of Christ. Or the present of Christ. See, Christ is a gift to the world. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave. He came to give us peace. You see, for many of us, peace of mind means drinking until you're drunk enough not to feel the pain. Come on, I don't know about you, but I was there. Come on, for others, it's jumping from one relationship to the next, hoping that someone's going to fill in your void. For others, it means staying busy all day, all the time, so at night you just collapse in your bed and don't have to think about anything. Listen, none of these things will bring you peace of mind. Real peace of mind is having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Real peace is knowing that no matter what I do, God will never stop loving me. 
Real peace is knowing that no matter what happens, God will always be with me. Uh, come on, real peace is living God's word, being still, and knowing God. Come on, somebody. Real peace is teaching our children uh, the word of God, amen, as a foundation of life, and then watching them grow up and make a decision to live for Christ himself. That's real peace, church. I want to give you all three G's today. I'm not talking about $3,000. How many can use three G's right now? Amen. Hallelujah. But I want to give you three G's today. But all these three G's, I'm here to let you know, will rob you from peace of mind this Christmas. And that is guilt, that is grief, and that is grudges. These are the great, these three are the great destroyers of peace of mind. Love God, love his word, church, and you'll find true peace. You got to get into this, church. You got to get into the book of life. You got to get into the word of instruction. You got to get into the, the, the truth here. The Bible says that you'll know the truth and the truth of what? Set you free. It's, it's about the truth, church. If you feel uh, uh, just tied up, you feel like, you know what, I, I, there's no truth in life. There's, there's things going on. Then you got to get into the word of God. And that's what will set you free. You've got to love this word. Even if the things that you don't like, understand that it's good for you. He's a good father. Can somebody say amen? He's not a bad father. He's a good father, and he wants the best for you. Any good father would give their children good gifts. Our father is that father that wants to present you. And so the things that he says to you, even though you may not understand it right now, they're for your best. It's for your future. God is concerned about you, not just right now. But down the line, can somebody say amen? Praise the Lord. The last gift that God wants to give you this morning is eternal life. How many want this gift? Come on. Come on. How many want this gift? Raise your hand if you want it, man. You got, let, God, let God see your hand. God, give me some life. God, I want eternal life. Not, not just life. God, I want eternal life. I want this gift in my life, church. Listen, I'm going to give you a heavy revy today, all right? This is really heavy right here. All of us are going to die someday. What? You didn't tell me this when I came to church? <laughs> it's a heavy revy, I know, but I'm here to let you know all of us will die one day. It's, it's a fact. It is a fact. I, I wish I can tell you, you're going to live it. You're, you're never going to fake. All of us are going to die. We've got to die to go to the other life, church. <laughs> I may want to go to heaven. You've got to die. <laughs> you want to go to heaven, you've got to die. This, this body cannot go into heaven. Amen. This, this flesh goes back to the earth. Come on, but our body and soul go to heaven. So it has to die. Another fact is that you're going to spend more time on the life on the other side of death than you're going to spend on this side of life. Come on, somebody. Let me tell you, this, this life is but a vapor, the Bible says, right? You're living here, and you can be gone the next, guys. The, the, the life is very, very short compared to eternity. Can somebody say amen? Listen. Only a fool will go and prepare for something they already know is going to happen to them. And it doesn't make sense that if you know that you're going to die, you don't prepare for it. 
The world prepares a wheel, right? Something for their loved ones. Amen. They're preparing for the taking care of uh, after they die, which is, I mean, no, that's a good thing. You know, something that I've been thinking about, you know what, I'm, I'm getting older now. And so I say, man, I, I need to prepare a wheel. Otherwise, the state takes everything. <laughs> I don't want the state taking nothing. Things that I work for, going to my children, my grandchildren. The church. <laughs> Somebody say, the church. How about us, Pastor? Give us some of that. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but the good news is, that's what Christmas is really all about, church. That is why God sent his son, Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 117, it says, God makes us ready for, uh, makes, makes us ready for heaven when we put our faith, somebody say our faith, when we put our faith in Christ to save us. And the only one who finds life will find it through trusting Christ. You got to trust Christ. You're going to have to trust God with your life and say, you know what, God, I believe you're preparing a place for me. I believe that, you know what, when I finish this life and when I walk my walk and when I serve you with all my life, I know that you're going to prepare a place for me. I know that there's a place in heaven. There's a home with my name on it, God. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to put my faith in you. And I know that I'm going to find eternal life in you by trusting you. You can only find eternal life through trusting Jesus, guys. God says, I will take care of your past regrets your present problems, and your future fears. You trust God, he'll take care of everything. Your past, your present, and your future. Come on, somebody. He'll take care of all that for you, church. When you summarize all that into one word, it's called salvation, church. Anytime you hear someone say, God save me, or Jesus save me, or I just got saved, it means that God has cleared someone's past and he's taking care of their present situation and secures their future. Hallelujah. Come on, when you got saved, that's what happened. God just cleared your past. God is taking care of your present situation and he's securing your future. Come on, somebody. That's good news. Hallelujah. Some of you guys think, uh, where's, the, where's the better news? That's it. It's good news, heaven. He forgets your past. He takes care of your present and secures the future. Anyone excited? What's, what's going on? Why no one yelling, shouting? Woo, yeah, woo! <laughs> That's the best news right there, church. That is the best news, amen. He forgets your past. He secures your future. He's taking care of your situation right now because all of us, we walk in with situations. We walk in with problems, and God says, you know what? Give your life to me, and I will take care of that. I will secure your future, and I'm going to forget about your past. That's how good God is, amen, that you don't have to walk out of this place and think, man, am I saved? Am I not? Do I have a place? No. The good news is that Jesus came and gave you that. You can't find this at any store. You're not going to find it underneath a Christmas tree. You can only find it on the tree through our Savior who was on the cross. See, the problem is we often don't really know. You can really, you can ask yourself and don't, don't shout it out. You really don't know what you're looking for. 
Come on, we think we know what we're looking for. We think what we need to do, amen, we, we, but you really don't know what you're looking for. You're not seeking in the right places. Some of us are looking for happiness, and, and we're trying so many different things to make us happy. Come on, somebody. We think we're looking for love, but all the wrong places with all the wrong people. <laughs> Hallelujah. We think we're looking for success, security, some kind of purpose in life, amen. We think we're looking for all these things, but I'm here to let you know that, that only Jesus can satisfy your soul, amen. Come on, he is who you need to be seeking and finding this Christmas. Because Jesus truly is the reason for the season. Come on, somebody. This is the reason right here for the season. It's about the gifts and all that is good. It's not about Santa Claus and though you can go take pictures with him, amen. But it's all about Jesus. Come on, it's all about Jesus. Come on, somebody say yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Am I the only one excited here to? Man, I wish I was sitting there and I was getting preached this. Amen. I'd be shouting with the pastor. Hallelujah. Preach it, pastor. Woo! I might, as well, I might as well sit. Yeah, preach it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, cheer myself up, amen. This is truly the reason, church. Listen, when you have, you, if Jesus is your reason for the season, let me hear, I'm here to let you know that when you lay down at life, in life, church, you can lay on that and know that you're forgiven. You can lay on this, amen, and know, amen, that you know what, I got peace of mind. You can lay on this and you know what? I got an eternal life through Jesus Christ. You can lay on those promises, amen. You can lay on the pillow of those promises. And I can. you can go home at night and say, you know what? I'm forgiven, amen. You know what? I got peace of mind. You know what? God is building a house in eternal heaven for me. He prepares a place for me. The Bible says he will not prepare. If he says he's going to prepare a place, guess what? He's going to do it. Wait for escrow. It's done. He is escrow. Hallelujah. He's everything. There's no money in heaven. He owns everything. And everything that belongs to him belongs to you. You got to go claim it. I'm claiming mine. Hallelujah. That's actually the street I'm living on, Hallelujah Lane. Pretty close. That's a good one. But only Jesus would know that. <laughs> Claim your street. What lane do you want to live on? Come on. Love lane. What, 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 whatever lane you, you want, God is building. Claim it. I'm believing whatever. When I'm believing, asking God for I know he's going to give it to me. Can't wait till I get there. Big party. Are you guys invited? First John chapter 5, verse 20 says this. Christ, God's Son, has come to help us and find, help us to understand and find true, the true God. That's what Jesus came to do. He came to bring understanding. He came to help us, amen. He, he sent us to help us to point us to the right God. I'm here to let you know that it's not found in Muhammad. It's not found in Buddha. There's no other name, church, the Bible says, but the name of Jesus, 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 amen. There is no other name, church. There is no other name. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess 
that Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, there is no other name. No other name's getting bowed down. It's only by the name of Jesus. Come on, we sang that, 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 that song. There, there's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in that name, church. There is no other name. Acts chapter 4, 12 says, And there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men which, which we must be saved. It's only Jesus. Jesus splits history, church, from, into, uh, from, from B.C. to A.D. B.C., before Christ, A.D., and the land means the year the, the Lord was born, amen, or, or the year that Jesus was born, amen. So he is the reference point of time. We base our time on Jesus. He is, he is the, he's the author. He's, a, he, he's on time. How can people say he does not exist when it's already there of ACBC Church? He is the reference of time in our history. And the Bible says that Jesus came to seek to save you. You know, when he sent his son, he was thinking about you. When he sent his son, he was thinking about you. He was thinking about you right here in 2019. He says, you know what, I'm going to send my son. You can say your name right there. Say your name. All right, so I'm going to send my son for He sent He sent for you. He was thinking about you. He was thinking for generations to come. He was thinking about your grandchildren, your future grandchildren. He was thinking about you. And while you've been seeking other things, Jesus has been seeking for you. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, or 29, 13, yeah. It says, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's another key, church. Not only do you need to believe, you need to do it with all your heart. You need to seek Him with all your heart, church. And I'm here to let you know that you matter to God. You matter to God. Your problems matter to God. Your pain matters to God. All of you matter to God. Come on, you may be here and say, no, God doesn't love me. Yes, he does. You may be here and say, you know, why am I going? He loves you. He loves you. Come on. See, a lot of times we blame God and we don't blame the devil. <laughs> Come on, there's another force out there that brings pain, church. There's another force out there trying to kill you. The Bible says that he's out to kill, steal, and what? Destroy. So we don't blame anything on him. We blame everything on God. And so we got to understand that God is good and the devil is bad. That, that, that's just a fact, church. And so we got to understand that, you know what, we, he loves you no matter what you're going through. And there's things that we, come on, if we're honest, we brought on to our own self, church. And that's why some of you guys need to forgive yourself for things that you've done in the past. You're living with regret. You're living with all kinds of pain. And God says, you know what, I've forgiven you. Forgive yourself. And once you forgive yourself, guess what? Freedom comes. Right? When we got saved. When we came to the altar, amen, and, and we, we, we said the sinner's prayer, and we, we understood that he forgave us, didn't we feel good from that altar? And that's the same thing. As you forgive yourself, you'll be free. 
You'll be free yourself. Let go of those situations. Let go of those things that have even been done to you. Forgive that person. That person will keep you jailed up, amen, and all, all bondage up in, in life. You're going forward, amen, and, and, and you're just holding on and, and thinking on that, and, and just, you're, you're a prisoner of yourself. If you seek them, you'll find them, church. No ma- what better time than Christmas? As I close today, what will you find this Christmas? See, over 2,000 years ago, the shepherd boys sought for Christ, and they found him. Over 2,000 years ago, wise men sought for Christ, and they found him. Wise men today still seek God. Come on. Come on, this, 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 this Christmas here, this Christmas here, let us be wise men and women that seek for a Savior. That go looking, amen, and searching. Because when you do, church, you'll find Him. If you seek this Christmas, Him, you'll find a deeper understanding and new level of God. Jesus came to give you these gifts. Come on. First one, what? Forgiveness. Second one, peace of mind. Last one, 